Welcome to this week's episode of Unsolicited Thoughts, where we talk about this week's thoughts. And them political hoes over there. I'm Brooklyn. And I'm Drax. Let's see if we can tackle these topics. Like it is a seven on one debate that I swear to God, watching made me want to like gouge my own eyes out. Now, though, when you say seven on one from your perspective, who's the one? The moderator, because the moderators (laughs) were trying to get people in order as a group. I'm looking at them as a group. They were like, sir, ma'am, your time is up. Why didn't they take our notes? I'm just saying, if you shut off the microphone, it'll do wonders. I'm sure a person could still yell and we could hear them on someone else's microphone, but you that's shut probably them what, off. That's probably what the fuck would happen, too. I was dying. Did you Did you have a I, chance to watch? Absolutely. First Gail of all, had me laughing at some point, though. I was dying. I was like, what the fuck is happening? When First she, of all. She was, you're a gentleman to Mr. <laughs> Gail with her shade. I was dying. But that's him. He always, since the fucking The first, first one. And debate, we all died on that Anytime shit. someone went to cut him off, he, and, and my honest to goodness thought process around him is that he just does not have a thought, a point to make. <laughs> which is why he's like, thank God you're saving me because I was just going on, on and, and on and like on. An and I yeah. was not going to make a point. So I'll stop talking now, yeah. you know? And, and then he like will tease himself for it. But it's like. You don't have but some to. People were saying, no one else does. So why the fuck should you? Right. Some people were saying after the debate that it's presidential for him to stop. And I was like, no, bitch, because what you're doing Let is Let me you're just not tell you, Donald Trump wouldn't stop. Right. And I'm like, you're not getting your thought across. Like, right. it just isn't. You're not making a point. You're not making and a that's, point. Right. And that's the problem, right? If we're, right. if we're not understanding your message because we're getting lost, it's too drawn out. You should be prepared for debates. This is this was what I was saying in this in this after watching this one with with my wife because we were watching it and I was just so fr- frustrated that you prepare for this. You have a whole team. You hire people to stand in for other people so yep. that you can have know their what's, talking what's points. Coming. You know what's going to come to you. Yep. You just prepare. You know you have one one minute and fifteen seconds to get a point across. So you need sound bites. Pre- you are Instagram. prepped. You, you are you, prepped for this. This honey. is an Instagram post. If one minute. you are not keeping your talking points to the allotted mm-hmm. time, you you didn't prep enough. That's that's point blank it. And Joe Biden's team truly, truly, truly needs to get him succinct, sync it up, get it tight. And be done. Because that's that was like my biggest thing was just I felt like people were talking. taking liberties to talk too long. And I and I understand like you want to finish the story, time, bitch. I get you it. want yeah. you want the airtime. You want to get the point across 100 percent. And I think everyone else took the liberty to get the point across. And that's why they, they took the extra time. But at the same time, you know how much you get for a response. Also, because that's another and it has thing a your light. team prepps you for. There's there's a light to your point. <laughs> says, um, yeah, and so I just think that do better. <laughs> who would you score? So okay, so let's say it was a test, not grading on a curve. Who was the star people of the night? <laughs> the fact that you can't come out and say no, it is my no, biggest I think, issue. I think that <laughs> I was. I think Elizabeth mm-hmm. had a great night. I, do you? I, I want to challenge on one question that kind of keeps popping up. Debate, last debate with Bloomberg, yeah. b- his first uh, one. 
she came at him for um, women discrimination. I don't know what what was said, but some sort of discrimination that possibly could horses. Yeah, that uh-huh. possibly could have did something with um, name calling as well as sexual innuendos. It kind of seemed, or I'm not quite sure. So allegedly, at this point, is what I'm going to say. He then came out the next day or the day after, maybe two days later, and released three women from their NDAs that were against him. Um, Also changed his company policy of no longer utilizing NDAs if there's any um, harassments or anything of that nature moving forward. Um, And Elizabeth, I... I don't want to say she's a one-trick pony, and I, you know I'm always here to believe the, vic- the victim or the accuser, um, and I'm all about me too, but do you think that she could have turned people off by trying the same thing again? Um, no. Uh, I, not, not to me. Like um, I'm thinking of cisgendered men out there in the world. Yeah, like, but I think, I think the problem is is that we have – we are in a very trying time in in politics where we've talked about it already where here's this standard right of vote for who you think could win which is beat Donald Trump and then vote for who you think and then then after they can win that's first and foremost they have to be able to win and then two like who could actually govern right and i think that that's so unfair because you're getting down to the nitty-gritty of comparing this candidate like how would white male voters fuck white male voters okay i think the problem is is that we we pay so much attention to what the media tells us and if the media is saying that like oh elizabeth warren was women can't be xyz outside of of a housewife like that's truly what they want and they want to keep the power that's the the intention they want to continue to shame women for speaking out which is apparent in in this conversation um just in the sense that we want to say oh because she called him out for the way that he's treated women in the past or having women sign ndas at his company for the treatment that he did to them so that they wouldn't speak out against it because they they signed an agreement and they took money. I think it's fair to call someone out for for those things because we are in a time where we don't we have a president in the in the White House that is a wealthy white man mm-hmm. who is a sexist, homophobe, xenophobe, racist. Gosh, the list you goes on. Um, and we don't want another. What makes us think that like fighting that with the same mm-hmm. makes it any better? It doesn't, right? And yeah. so we're asking him to speak for his past. Right. I think honestly, every everyone on stage has been asked about their past in some capacity because right. we are in this situation where we we don't want to repeat the same things. We want to make sure. Have you moved on? How have you apologized for the actions that you took before? How have you changed? Right. And but I that's, think what, to the that's point, my question for you is like, but he have, if he's shown penance and has tried to rectify his thing by, you know, putting women in powerful positions, um, not doing any of those actions any longer, because this is the problem that we have. Back in the day, let's be honest, you've seen Mad Men. 
back in the 50s, 60s, that's what life was. We can't hold someone to today's 2020 standard when that wasn't the standard in 1960. But this <laughs> wasn't in 1960. Right. Well, it's 30 years ago. That's the 90s. Right, but it wasn't 1960. Okay, I think but 19, is, is 1990s. And even the think of the tape, right? The, the Donald Trump tape mm-hmm. with "Grab Him by the Pussy." That wasn't last year. That, yeah, wasn't, that was 15. That was a little closer. Indeed, still, right? Still, it's just something where we need to see that people have changed, mm-hmm. that they are willing. But what what to, mean? What showcases change? Is my question because I think. With cancel culture, because we've talked about this a million times. I'm thinking times. more. I'm thinking what more it, about, and obviously with the women, like releasing them from their NDAs, I think was the right move because, like, that's right. what Bam. was being asked of him. So, Done. yes, great. You, you're making steps in the right direction. I think also as it relates to the stop and frisk policy and his apology, right, around it and the lack thereof, and he was only given apology once he decided to run for mm-hmm. president and like announce his campaign. Mm-hmm. That to me seems like an issue in regard to the fact that. You're unwilling to speak up until you're called out on it. Right. But at the same time, most people who have a lot of money, not that I have that many friends with a lot of money because, bitch, you know, I'm poor over here. Okay. I'm very poor. But people who have money, they don't have to, quote, unquote, answer verbally for their things. And a lot of times they will throw money at a situation. So with Bloomberg in particular, stop and frisk was a horrible policy. You're not going to get a thumbs up from me over here. But two things came from it, not to sound like a Republican, but it's going to sound republican E. Crime did go down in New York City, number one. Number two, since that It actually point, didn't go down in New York City. I think that's like a falsehood, and I would like to rectify that. So It did go it down. Did not. It, it did, did. Not. No. Look at all of the crime statistics. They did. Go, I'm not, again, I think the putting people in jail that are brown and black, like myself, is a problem. I'm not going to stop that whatsoever. Number one. Number two, since he's left, since he stopped being mayor, yeah. he has put money into housing into black communities, brown communities, to kind of apologize without having to come out and say it because, let's be honest, race is a difficult conversation. I went to a, a DNI, a diversity and inclusion um, thing yesterday, and they were talking about people are scared to use the word black because they think, oh, my gosh. Oh, well, let me rephrase that. White people are scared to use the word black because it's it can be confrontational. It makes people feel uncomfortable. So maybe, again, him being an elder statesman from ages ago because he's in his 70s as well. It could be hard for him to speak about it. But what has he done with his money? Same with Tom Steyer. I look at Tom Steyer. He's put money into green. You, He he doesn't even take private planes. Even though he bought a prison like they brought up at the debate of uh, that incarcerated and was you know utilizing black labor mm-hmm. and Latin labor, he has tried to do, he bought a bank, only invested in minorities plus women because uh, they are minority status, and trying to rectify what he's done. Should we still, not to be funny, put him on the cross and make him still pay for making a wrong decision or making a wrong um, call there? I just think there has to be, obviously there's repercussions for your actions, right? And and this is this is a part of it. Being asked to speak to oh, yeah, what you've done and how you work to change those things. Right. I think that there is... It speaks to character when you take an opportunity to change um, your behavior. Right. If that's um, possible. 
Yeah, and and in a positive light, right? right. To okay, I I made wrong. Uh, let me see how I can you know like work with uh, this community to understand like how did this affect them? What are the long term effects? How can I benefit them? Right. Um, things along those lines. But I still think we have to answer for the the choices that we made or the actions that we took, and I think the other points that Elizabeth brought up in relation to like the backing of the Republican candidates. That's something which also I honestly don't really like Joe Biden because he campaigned. I mean, there's right. a lot of things, but he campaigned right. for Republican candidates. But if you look at for Bloomberg, Bloomberg, I, I know the one in Pennsylvania uh, was for uh, he was trying to get a gun control gun or gun control reform passed. And that was the person that was able to help get it done. So, you know, I, I, there's a method to madness. Like I also just think so in, the, in the regard that if you have multiple women, multiple, yeah, yeah, yeah. not just one. Right. Th- there's something wrong foundationally with the system that you have put in place in your place of business. And you're at the top. Right. But so if, I just think you need right. to speak to, to that. Right. And I understand that people sign NDAs. Right. But that's because, once again, they're agreeing to some of money so that they don't have to talk about it. And I'm not asking. I, I If those women want to talk, I think they should be right. able to. No, regardless definitely. of the money that but they took. Do you think, I think that should be the opportunity just so that we – I think it's beneficial for everyone to know what's on the table. Yeah. And that's not to say people can't change. Right. I that's what, that's that. my thing is, like, should he still be crucified 30 years – excuse me. Let's say twenty years later, because he hasn't yep. been part of the Bloomberg. Because he was, because yep. he's been out of office. It has to be at least twenty years, because this was before he was a mayor. So my thing is, we we haven't heard any, as of right now, any allegations since he's been mayor and since he's been out of office, which would cover at least the last twenty years. Is it something that we would still? And again, I could care less about Bloomberg personally, but is it something that we should still crucify him for now if he's a changed as you said everyone can change should he still be crucified for it like th- th- here's a prime example we know what bill clinton did in the, in in the white house but he's still revered now he's getting a little older but when he was out there campaigning people still love bill clinton in the 2020s um so why you know is what's good for the goose good for the gander can someone be redeemable have a redeemable quality yeah of course. I'm yeah. not I'm not trying to say that people can't change. Right. I already did say that they can. I just think that we need to be able to ask people who are putting themselves in this right. position of power to be honest with us. Agreed. And and give us the give us the, the whole facts. story, all of it. Just come clean because I think that there has to be I think if you were doing all of these things to change and um, create a better culture in your company or create a better culture in the outside world and you know like in internally external externally whatever um then we should be able to see the benefit of those things right mm-hmm. um and i think it's fair to ask our politicians to be open and honest with us because currently we have one in office that is not and so i think we really have to ask these questions now before we find ourselves in another situation with a, a someone in the White House that we, we don't trust mm-hmm. because they're not upfront. They're not honest. They're not fighting for us. Um, they have things to benefit themselves. 
I just think we need to have, we need to ask, we need to leave no stone unturned, right. truly. My, um, my other question for you with Elizabeth, do you think it was wrong for her to not go after Bernie hard? Because this is my thing. Watching the debate, and this was just my stance, I thought, yes, go after Bloomberg for a quick moment. But she continued, anytime she had a moment, she kind of wanted to go back and stab. Remember the, the, the debate previous when she was like post-it note, Amy, mm-hmm. PowerPoint, uh, Pete? Like that was good because she, she, everybody was getting it. But I felt like this time around everyone knew, fuck Bloomberg, let's go after uh, Bernie. And I felt Bernie got a little flustered. Did you see he was, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he was just trying to be uh, reserved since he was the front runner. But it, to me, I felt like he was under the weather or something. But do you think... Because I think Elizabeth should be further high, higher up in the hierarchy than where she is. And I know there's a woman factor to it and misogynistic uh, people out here in this world. So I get that piece of it. But if you look at it on paper, her and Bernie are the same. Except for she has a little bit more moderate when it comes to Medicare for all of like how to get there. And, not to be funny, she can pay for all her things. Whereas when you heard on the, on the stage, Bernie's in the hole... At least twenty five trillion dollars. I don't know about you, but tr- trillion mm. seems like a lot. Yeah, I can't even fathom. And I just I don't know if she missed an opportunity because that's the last debate before this week, which is Saturday's uh, South Carolina, and then we have fourteen contests on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Maybe the strategy was to stand out in a different way. And show she she's a fighter, maybe? Absolutely. I, I mean, I think that's she, been it from the beginning. I think she is who she is. Right. And, and she's just trying to be a, as authentic as possible and showing that. But I also right. think that she is, maybe, if everyone else is going after Bernie, then it's her opportunity to not, like, to do something different, right? And, mm-hmm. like, Interesting. and maybe it's strategic. I, I can't say. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not a political strategist. I'm just, I, I have opinions. I, yeah, I love <laughs> um, But I also think that, <clears throat> you know, I feel like, again, it did seem really s- everyone's performance in some capacity seemed relatively similar to that of um, the Nev- Nevada debate. Mm-hmm. And what I did think was interesting was the audience was, to me, very much so Biden. Like when he would talk or when he would say something, there were just like lots of cheers yeah. Um, I think which I was really they, interesting they, to me. They packed the house for him. I, how do I say this and try to be PC? I Uncle Joe's pandering to black people yeah. bothered <laughs> me to death. Yeah, and when he kept saying, "I'm gonna earn the black vote," but you really haven't been out here campaigning. So, I mean, he's out there today. I saw a, a clip before coming in here today. He's out there getting endorsements and doing rallies in South Carolina. But that thing when he said, "I'm gonna win the black vote," mm-hmm. what happens when you don't? Not mm-hmm. like, not. I, I keep trying to explain this. Like, I don't know if the Democrat Democratic Party has just taken it for granted. But just like Latino, just like African-American, and just like uh, Pacific Islander or Asian-American, we're not monolithic. Mm-hmm. So you can't just say, oh, I'm going to scoop up the vote and put it in my pile. I know. Tom yep. Steyer is, is... But he did. To, I, I know he did. But I'm just... It, it It's so scary for him to say that because yeah. Tom Steyer is doing really well. Yeah. In at least South Carolina. Obviously, the rest of the states, um, who knows. But um, today, for example, I was watching Judge Judy. I was at work, 
I had a little downtime. So I was like, oh, let me listen to Judge Judy in the meantime while I'm working on this project, right? Commercials, I'm watching live. So I'm watching on, on like, yeah. TV, TV. But I'm li- just listening. First thing I hear is Michael Bloomberg, um, mm-hmm. you know, commercial. And I was like, oh, okay, Everywhere. whatever. Like, I, I knew because he was spending so much money. I've heard him enough. I've seen him on YouTube ads as the commercial or whatever. Then Tom Steyer came on. And I was like, what the fuck, Tom? He, out here in Cali. And then then I got a Bernie one. Out of the hour that I, I was watching, that's the only three things, the, the only commercials I saw. Literally every other commercial during Judge Judy, what, at least the first one was, was uh, Bloomberg. Tom was at least somewhere in there, either in the middle or the end. And I only saw one Bernie one. And I'm like, how is it that Tuesday is around the corner, which we talked about, mm-hmm. did we vote? And I don't see nothing from any other candidate. That just showcases the power of money. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And I'm interested to see how this experiment works come Tuesday. Does Tom, or even Saturday, does Tom make a dent since he's been campaigning really hard in South Carolina? And at the same time, who drops out? Because at the end of the day, you guys are all splintering the same vote that you're trying to get against Bernie. Right. But if none of you get 15% over here in California, he's going to get 460 delegates by himself. By himself. It's going to be over. I mean, I've been listening to NPR this week, and they've been out in South Carolina, and I believe they also went to North Carolina. Um, I think I think they've just kind of been on the road, and they're talking to voters. And oh, I think they were also in Texas, which is a Super Tuesday state as yeah, well. Yeah. And they were realizing that in Texas, we actually have obviously a large immigrant community there, which is wonderful, and that I think will help um, diversify the vote right steadily but then also that we have like 30,000 maybe I can't remember the number off the top of my head so I probably shouldn't say something random but a large number of first-time voters right. because people have now come of age um and it's a young state like a lot of people in um they were talking about Austin specifically but in te- in the state of Texas majority of people are under the age of 30 so um the year to turn blue they've right. been trying so that's just a lot of a lot of people and um yeah could potentially like influence a vote and then they were um out in I'm pretty sure this part was in North Carolina and you know they were talking to this woman in a diner and they were talking to her and I think it had come up that she doesn't have health care and they're like oh well what do you think about Obamacare and she's like I want nothing to do with Obama so no excuse me and they were like oh okay um you know so you're voting you know it just it's it's very interesting that then you know like she turns around and says Obviously, that she's like voting for Trump again, and it's like, but you don't have health care. Really? Like here you are as an individual without health care, right? And you refuse to get it because of the name associated with it. Like just ridiculous. But then, like that, we have a president in office who probably makes it even more difficult for for people like this woman to get the health care that she so deserves. Um, and then they were talking to someone. And I, I think this was in Texas, but they were talking to college students and they were saying that they would never vote for Bernie Sanders. Really? And Why? they were interesting. 
unwilling to vote for Bernie Sanders as a candidate, like, would they then vote for Trump? Because I think that's the problem is there are so many people that are never Trumpers, right? Like, will never vote for Trump, never vote for Trump. But then there are so many people that are just like very moderate Democrats that are unwilling to vote for Bernie Sanders. So is it that they just don't vote? Yeah. That's what happened last time. Exactly. So I just feel like we're on track to repeat 2016. And I told you. I'm so fearful. Well, speaking of uh, 2016, since Bernie is now the front runner, of course, people are looking into their past a little bit more, Mm -hmm. not only himself, but his wife. And I want to play this clip of uh, Miss Jane, I believe is her name, which is his wife, uh, kind of what she had to say about the political election. Um, she says that, well, this was, uh, again, blah, 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 blah. so Bernie Sanders' wife went on Russian TV to explain why open primaries, like the South Carolina Democratic primary that's about to happen on Saturday, are more Democratic because they allow Republicans to vote for who the Democratic nominee should be. Now, sink that all in, and I'm going to play this for you. Leave the polls that Bernie Sanders would fare better against Donald Trump than Hillary Clinton? I have no doubt. And all you have to do is look at every uh, primary and caucus that was an open primary where independents could vote or Republicans could go over and vote. He won. He won by landslide victories often. The ones that he's losing are the ones that are closed primaries, mm-hmm. that you have to be a registered Democrat. That is not only not democratic it's short-sighted for the democratic party will will bernie sanders that's what keeps the establishment okay so do you think she has a point that republicans should help determine who the democratic nominee is no (laughs) like it's so weird because what why this surfaced for me and why I was shocked to see this and I double checked and went to like different things to make sure it wasn't fake news, wasn't chopped together or something like that. Did we not just have at the debate a confirmation from Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders saying that he was briefed that the Russians are helping him on the Democratic side? Mm-hmm. Even though he's denounced it and said, I don't want your help. And obviously the complete opposite of 45 who's in the goddamn office today. But is it just me or is it weird that Bernie has had several connections to the Russians in a weird way? Mm-hmm. His wife is on Russian TV. Mm-hmm. We, we've heard that he's been briefed. We also have his campaign manager or something from 2016 campaign manager was friends of man, some weird shit. I'm just going to put it out there. What the hell is going on? Yeah, truly. I think the problem is, is that we did nothing the first time that it happened. We Well, did we not do anything or did someone asses? else not do it? Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, we weren't allowed to do the right things after that election. And, um, and the problem is, is that the investigation into the election confirmed that there was involvement by a foreign entity in our democracy. And we know as of as of 2020, there's some of that still going on. And Trump has fired his deputy because he didn't want them telling the gang of eight the truth. Mm -hmm. So here we are again with misinformation, because my thing is, as Trump insulates himself with more and more loyalists, I hate to say it, 
how are we any different than those oligarch countries? Right, we're not. Or the kings, you know what I'm saying? Like, unfortunately, he will make it where we, we on the coronavirus that just came out, let's use that as an example. Mm-hmm. On the Hill, you had people saying that the coronavirus is just like the flu. Then they revise their statement, and you have two people from the, the CDC and the Homeland saying, nope, this is very serious, let's take it serious. And then you have Trump over here saying something completely different, saying, we have it under control. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? Right. And not to be funny, or not to be like, um, to, to instoke fear, but this is something that we, A, don't have a vaccine for. Mm-hmm. We don't have a, uh, a antidote at this time. They're saying it's at least a year out. If, if you know, we're just not fucking listening to the the experts, right? We're not listening to the CDC. We're ignoring them. Well, we defund it. Think about think about. Oh yeah, absolutely. Is, we don't have, we have anyone no in the position of power that deals with this thing normally because we defunded them. And then when they do make a report for us, we decide to ignore them completely. Yeah, and and not only that, he just put Mike Pence Mm -hmm. in control. I I didn't even want to say in control because let's not act like... deny science. And also made a crisis in Indiana Mm -hmm. when he he denied a a clean needle exchange program and had an increase in HIV um, patients or HIV infections while he was there. So right. it's like, I'm supposed to, not to be funny, take your advice mm-hmm. because Trump just said on national television because this is just like Indiana uh, healthcare and he, he did a good job there. Did he? Did what? he? Did he? This man is an idiot. Truly, truly. But yeah, to your point, I mean, the fear is, is that, yeah, there's, he keeps bringing his allies you know like bringing people in to the party right inviting all of the people that he wants to invite ejecting anyone that is not on his personal guest list (laughs) he's making this Uh, mar-a-lago it's to me it's just this isn't a vacation mr trump this is Mm. our country Rumors have it. Again, you know how the people like to leak shit. So, I, again, I, I take everything with a grain of salt these days. But they're saying people were, were saying Trump was pissed that the markets were crashing on mm-hmm. coronavirus. It, he's not worried about coronavirus. No. He's worried about the economy because if the economy tanks, that will affect his um, reelection efforts. Absolutely. Like, are you fucking serious? You don't care about people dying. You don't care about not being able to cure. Well, they're literally lying about how many people have been infected. Yeah, he said 15. They're 60. Right. Not to mention in Northern California, we have someone who, Mm -hmm. we don't even know how they got it Mm -hmm. because they haven't been to China. They haven't been to any of these countries. They have that, that recently received it. We just got our, uh, Brazil, I think it was, South American first case. So that means it's now on every single continent except for Antarctica. Excuse me, sound the fucking alarm. We have a pandemic possibly Mm -hmm. on our hands. Because the problem is, A, in America, the CDC sent out these test kits that have faulty meters. So even if you got tested, it's probably wrong. Number two, South Korea has been testing aggressively and had uh, 60,000 increase in people with the coronavirus. And why is that? Because they want to get on top of this shit. Who are we testing over here? Where can you go to get tested? Nowhere. 
You see them like this is this is where the incompetence of the president is going to show. And I just want to have everyone who thought that, you know, he's running lean and uh, a green machine and we're saving money. I want you to guys look in the mirror and see what the fuck is happening now. You guys were worried about a fucking wall instead of funding the CDC. You're worried about a fucking wall instead of actually making sure that our alliances across the, the world are intact. Right. Because when it comes to something like this, you have to work with allies. But who are we going to fucking work with? Putin? That's our fucking ally? Oh, oh, no, Kim Jong. I forgot about him, too. Like, you were just in a trade war with China. Let's, let's be honest here. Right. How are we going to now go over and be like, hey, guys, we're going to send some people over. Can you let us know what's going on? It's not gonna like these are the the these are the the consequences of our our choices that some people made in 2016, mm-hmm. and the choices that people continue to support this man with, and I just need you guys to own it and get your mask ready. <laughs> Shit. Period. But if if you wanted to worry, don't worry because he said it would be over in April or like when the heat something right. When the oh heat yeah, comes. yeah 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 when, when the, the heat, heat comes. comes. Does does he know that for a fact? Because guess what? It's a, guess what? It's hot right now. It's hot over there in Brazil. But somehow they got it. And it's early because Brazil di- didn't Brazil just have carnival? I felt like that was last week. So my question is who <laughs> you think you only have one case so far? It's still early, bitches. And it's just there's so many things that are unknown and that's the scary part for me is because to Jax's point, I would love to trust in science. Because guess what? Science is real. I would mm-hmm. love to listen to the scientists. But guess what? We've hollowed it out. Mm-hmm. So who are we listening to? Who up there has a science degree? Nobody. Because remember, I, I think we Nobody. talked about in, in the fall where he moved people from right. the city into, what I think it was Wisconsin or Minnesota, somewhere in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And was like, oh, well, then you quit. So who do we have really working on these things? Nobody. Next, I want to go to uh, Rob Blagorovich. I hope I said his name right again. He's been on a um, a tear because remember we talked about him last week. Yeah. He was so happy Got to get pardoned. out. He was mm-hmm. so happy to be pardoned because he is just uh, a victim of the system. He was so happy to shave with a, a, a real razor for once, which I don't understand because are they giving you knives to shave with in, the, in there? Because I'm sure they give you razors. But anywho, um, I want to sh- just play a clip from Anderson Cooper, if you haven't heard, just because I think it is what responsible journalism should be. Um, and so please take a, a, a quick gander listen. Governor Blagojevich, there, there's obviously been criticism about the president's decision to commute your sentence. It's certainly within his power to do so. I guess what interests me is that since you've been out in the statements you've made, you've shown no remorse for the crimes that you were convicted by a jury of, and and you're portraying yourself as a victim of persecution by prosecutors. Just about everyone, though, who's actually looked at the evidence against you says that that's just false. Well, um, I don't think they've looked carefully, because uh, I am a political prisoner. I was put in prison for practicing Wait a minute, you're a political politics. prisoner? See, Nelson Mandela was a political prisoner. Abs- Poli- political prisoners have no due process and are unjustly jailed. You had a jury convict you. You had appeals courts look at your, your sentencing, uh, and you even, try, you even appealed to the Supreme Court twice, and they refused to hear you. So you're hardly a political prisoner. 
Well, first of all, Nelson Mandela went to, uh, before a court. He was convicted in, in, in a court of law. I had more, nearly eight years to read books. Uh, right, by a racist apartheid government. That's correct. And not but a jury I bet you of if his you peers. Would ask I bet you if you were to ask Nelson Mandela whether he thought the process was fair back in the early 60s in South Africa, he would say what I'm saying today, and that Sir, is the shocking I, I, I just got to stop you. I'm sorry. As someone who's worked in South Africa yes. and saw apartheid, the idea that you are comparing yourself to uh, somebody who has actually been railroaded by a, an apartheid system um, is just nuts and, frankly, like offensive. Well, for you talking about, you know, commuting, getting a, you get a commutation of a sentence, which is within the president's right, but you ignored a whole hell of a lot of other people who are hoping you might give them clemency when you actually matter. So actually, well, you know what, question, I'm happy to, I'm, there wasn't a yeah. question, it was a statement. I'd be happy to work with people oh, on criminal justice yeah. reform, but I wouldn't work with you. Okay, can I answer that yes. statement and question? Okay, I'd like to address that. Look. When you've been put where I was and you have all the time that I was given to think and look back on some of the things you might have done different, that's certainly an area that you talked about that I certainly wish I would have done more on. There's no question about that. Fair that's enough. among my biggest regrets. I didn't know how corrupt the criminal justice system was until they did it to me. And that was a wake-up call. Having said that, I want to say one thing about me as governor. When the cases came to me, and I was given files about people who were seeking clemency or pardons. I acted appropriately. Actually, no, they My sat on your desk, and that's why you were sued. I mean, that is But the I case. did clemencies, and I did uh, right. pardons. I didn't, didn't do nearly enough. It wasn't a priority. I, I would acknowledge that. I didn't go to the office every day doing that. Instead, I was giving health care to all the children, free public transportation to our seniors and the disabled. Actually, you were, you but were I regret that very up. much. Money to hospitals in order to get campaign contributions. But um, listen, but Governor. No, see, that's, the, that, that's a big lie. They got $8 million from me, and I was sent to prison for things that aren't left. crimes. They got it after you had I left. promised it. I ordered it before that happened, and it didn't. They got it while I was governor. That is not factual. Political prisoner like Nelson Mandela? No. I mean, did you not understand? He didn't understand the criminal justice system until it happened to him. What an asshole. I fucking live for Anderson Cooper just laying it out. You're a hypocrite. You had the opportunity to help so many people while you were 3, in office. 3,000 people. And yet, now that you yourself have been pardoned for the crimes that you committed of being corrupt as we're, fuck. It's not like, the, it's not like these were uh, uh, low-level drug offenses and the laws have changed over time, like Alice Johnson... These are things that you fucking tried to sell. Obama's Senate seat. Like, to Jackson's point, this was not like, oh, a slap on the wrist. This was corruption that there was fucking tapes for. There was fucking documents for. There was fucking witnesses for. So why the fuck should you get a pardon, number one, which, like Anderson said, is in the president's right, and think that you were somehow a victim? That's funny. Mm -hmm. A victim. Right. Yeah. Well, he couldn't shave. Sounds like that, there were people. He who, understands the plight of the the common prisoner. How 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 do you do that? Please explain to me how now you can do that. But while you were before you were there, because you are a person of the people. So you're trying to tell me during your all of the times that you ran races, you never met with people of the black constituency, the Latin constituency or anybody, even white constituency that talked about 
justice reform, criminal justice reform. I just don't understand. This is why it's like... He was too busy for that, I'm sure. And it, maybe it's just me, but even his answer was political. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me think he's going to run again. Because right now, what's the sheriff's name in fucking Arizona? Mm-hmm. He's run, trying to get his... Uh, record turned over because he was pardoned so he could run again are you fucking kidding me people Mm -mm. no thank you we deserve better you know i thought we did trump is uh also suing ny the new york times for libel um he says that the new york times knowingly published false and defamatory statements of a concerning plaintiff that's your fucking twitter page Claiming it had an overreaching deal with Putin's oligarchy to help the campaign against Hillary Clinton. But we have facts on that. So good luck on that, Trump and team. All you do (laughs) is talk shit on other people. Mm -mm. I wish you would would look in the mirror and be as frightened as we are to look at him. (laughs) Because he's orange. His hair is scary. Mm -mm. And I just wish he would talk to himself the way that he talks to others. Do you think that would change his behavior? I don't think so, actually. Maybe he already does. Maybe he feels very right. Small I, I and doubt that's why that he, he has would. To attack other people. D- going back to the debate for one mm. quick second. After the de- debate was over, there was rumblings going on about a dual ticket. Oh. And I want to just kind of get your idea. So there's been a there's been this rumor, of, um, and this is on like U.S. Presidential Election News dot com, um, which is like they they're the place for that's all the real of- deal. It's a real space, and they had a article before the debate about a Donald Trump and Tulsi Gabbard ticket. So, kind of a blending Excuse of the parties, me? Tulsi, because a lot of moderates but like isn't her. Isn't he already running with Pence? Well, they were saying ticket? like, could they, could something, if something happened, etc. Then after the debate, they were saying, what about a Bloomberg um, Romney ticket? And. Romney, the the Republican from Romney. Okay, yes. sorry, sorry. Definitely was hearing Robbie, and I was like, Margo? "Oh, my apologies." What'd she do? Um, and so I'm wondering, what are your thoughts about? Do you think we could do a dual oh, party? Because ticket? Michael Bloomberg's a Republican. Well, he, he's a, he's running as a Democrat currently. Thank you. Uh-huh. But would you would that be something you would be open to 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 to? Because this is the thing I was thinking about today. I was on my way to work, and I was thinking about elections, blah blah blah, and I was saying. Even if we got a progressive, right? The problem that we're going to have as as whoever takes over next time, even if it's not 20, 2020, maybe it's 2024, how do you sew the country back together? Yeah. Is that, like, at some point, even, even if they're not going along with democratic things, you would still need to get them at least not angry and content. So how do we do that? But I was thinking after reading this article, I was like, hmm, that sounds weird, but stranger things have happened. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, yeah. Hmm. It's just weird. Something to think about. I just, it kind of, it was perplexing. And I was like, that's not crazy. Um, I mean, it's less crazier than fucking I, Donald Trump and Tulsi, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the why. Because, um, I mean, that's that's the point that I'll bring up until we see it different, right? It's just that I feel like we're too divisive even as a party. Um, and I do think in some capacity that Mitt Romney really looked good to probably a lot of Democrats, especially a lot of moderates, um, and maybe even 
some Republicans that are people who don't are agree with Trump. Are not part of Trump party, yeah. That he looked very strong in his time in the impeachment trial. So maybe right. it is not the craziest thing that I've heard. Right? That's what, As I kept looking at it, I kept thinking, I was like, because Bloomberg, to your point, has been a Republican at times um, and was able to work across aisles, um, I feel like him and Romney have more in common than he does with him and Trump. Mm-hmm. Romney and Trump, that is. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? Like, if you think about certain policies and things. So I'm like, it's not crazy, but it's just... It's just interesting in such a weird way. Yeah. Like, and I, I had to kind of like even think to myself, I was like, in that case, I would look at this ticket, even though it's a unity ticket of Democrat and Republican together. In my mind, that would be Republican and Republican. In my mind, mm-hmm. let's say. Would I rather take that than a Trump and a Pence? And I was like, I would take, anybody. I don't want to say anybody because I, I don't want you to give me someone worse. But in, in honestly, in, in, in some capacity, right. anybody. No, no, because I, I think about, what if they brought back Sarah Palin? Mm. You know, I can't, girl, I couldn't. I'm just, Russia I mean, from your house? She, she, she'd mess up and give Russia. Like, here, have Alaska back, whatever the case. Like, who knows, right? So, yeah, it's just, it's just something to think about. And while you're thinking about that, I also want to tell you about a, co- a new podcast that I want everyone to tune into after you listen to Unsolicited Rudy Thoughts, Julian. of course. Excuse me? Rudy Giuliani's podcast. I heard he has one coming. Does he really? I thought it was a joke. I, 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 I didn't also even thought it. it was a joke. I don't know it's if for it real? is or not. Oh, God, girl. Well. Anyways, not that one. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you can listen to that one. But if you're on the blue side, I'd rather you listen to a more formidable mm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, this person has been a secretary of state, has been a Democratic presidential nominee. And has been a former first lady. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Hillary Rodham Clinton is starting a podcast. Mm. And bitch, I'm here for it. Now, it's yet to be titled. It's so weird that this is being announced before her show on Hulu actually comes out. Because it comes out in yeah. uh, March. Wait. So, I, you and me both. So, I'm like, it'll be very interesting to see how this is and what the conversation will look like. Is she interviewing other people? Is it just her coming on there like a Rachel Maddow of... The, the today's events kind of thing, which I'll take that even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting. I just wanted to kind of put that out there and say, stay tuned. Um, big. That's just big news to me. That um, Can't wait. The only news that we have so far is Clinton's show will feature her in conversation with a brand name guest who might be drawn from world leaders, politicians, of course, but also celebrities, authors, and perhaps famous chefs. Um, her team is experimenting with using a Stern-style-inspired ensemble plucked from larger universe of Hillary Land to help loosen her up, keep the show conversational, and discuss the day's news, perhaps at the top and the top or the bottom of the show. So the good news is it seems like we're going to have current events, which I think I'm always here for, mm-hmm. because I love... I... I if Does this I was, mean it's a daily show? It's a weekly show. Oh. But I, I would just love her to be Bitch, I Told You So. Like, mm-hmm. that's what she should name it. Bitch, I Told You So. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be called, period. Because she gave you an example on the debate stage saying, what if he wanted it, it, to use interference from another country? Bitch, he did it. Mm-hmm. He did it. Mm-hmm. You didn't even have to think about it. She gave, she gave you another example. What if he fired everybody from the, from the Justice Department? Bitch, he did it. Mm-hmm. He did it. So... 
That's why she should just call a bitch. I told you so. Will you be tuning in weekly? Absolutely. Sign me up. Like and subscribe. Cannot wait. Yes. Five stars. <laughs> Moving on to the Kiki. I do have a few things that kind of will overlap in politics. It seems like gay Twitter was very upset with Pete. Pete. Oh, um, yes, I don't know which one you were going to say because I know you sent me one as well. But the one that in particular on the debate stage, he said something to the effect of, we cannot afford a scenario where it comes down to Donald Trump with his nostalgia for the social order of the 50s. And Bernie Sanders with his nostalgia for the revolutionary politics of the 60s. Hashtag Jim Debate. And I guess people were pissed. Which, I mean, eh, I get where they're coming from. But someone, a lot of people were saying um, that Pete was hating on the revolutionary politics of the 60s. That gave us the voting rights, the civil rights acts, uh, second wave of feminism, anti-war movement, and the Stonewall riots. So I'm like, mm, is that what... What he meant by that, um, everyone Obviously, was... Obviously, I, I, w- I would... Honestly, I would assume no. Right. But you um, saw it on the debate. When you watched it, did you take it in that? No. Because, I mean, there was also people saying, like... Um, he's trying to show that he's young. Right. And has new views and can be a breath of fresh air in Washington, you know? Because people continue to tell him that he doesn't have... I mean, I didn't hear it as much this debate, but the last debate in Nevada... It came up a lot where they, you know, they they told him that he doesn't have enough experience and he hasn't fought the fight in Washington. Right. And so because he hasn't done any of that, then he should he is he really fit to run this country? And I think, you know, it's an interesting point to make. Of course, I think we do want to know that we have someone with experience in the office. We had a highly, highly fucking qualified candidate to our point of our previous topic yes, of Hillary Rodham Clinton um, that had the resume, honey. She had the references. She had the ability. But just like in real life, her white male counterpart got the job. <laughs> and I think who was underqualified? And I, oh, honestly, I was just listening to this thing and they were talking about women and not just the wage gap, but the wealth gap. Oh, tell me more. Which I really appreciated. And they were talking about how men are promoted, and I'm going to go with white men, assume, assuming white men, uh, oh, of course, are promoted right. with, based on their potential. Mm-hmm. Whereas anyone else mm-hmm. has to be on merit alone, so you have to be X Y Z all jump above and beyond. Girl, I know. Whereas white men are normally promoted based on their potential, Ugh. so just pretty fucked up. But anyways, clearly what happened, and I don't know what they thought about potential with that fucker, but once again, that he was a businessman. Oh, they did. There were so many people who said that. I remember exactly. the church, uh, the people going so to church bus. Oh. Upsetting. So I think. It's something where, and that's why it's good that the economy is taking. Fuck you, Donald Trump. Um, But just in the sense that I don't, I yeah, I don't think that that's where it was coming from. And I and I do think that we do want a candidate that has experience, absolutely political experience in some capacity, because we have a jackass now who has zero experience and has been sued hundreds of times and is not a good businessman and the list goes on of of his disqualifications but anyways you know i think we are looking for someone who does know how to handle 
situations that come up, like the coronavirus, like shootings in schools, like war, like foreign affairs. Like the the stock market. (laughs) Exactly. And so I just feel like we... We, I think to that point, like, we do want someone with experience. And I think he's trying to ensure that, let everyone know, hey, I have experience. Just because I don't have the Washington experience that you guys have doesn't mean I don't have right. experience. Right. So I think he's trying to put his foot in there. But I also think that he, he was just trying to say, <laughs> he ended up putting his foot in his mouth. But I think his intention was more so around the fact that he has, these these people have old ideas. I have new ideas. And that's where you fuck up. Because the thing is, you have to be careful, and it's a very tight rope, as Janelle Monet would say, because... But who went after him? Bernie supporters? Yeah. Bernie bros. Yeah. I mean, Russian bots. I mean, Bernie bros. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just... Be careful, because the old people, not to be funny, are the ones that vote. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing that I keep... Di- like, wanting... I don't know if I want to gamble with... Young people actually turning out. They're enthusiastic now, today. But we've got till November. So right. <laughs> no, but I mean, see, like, think sure. about, like, we come in here and we've I'll still use... still got two debates? I, I'll use us as an example. We come in here, think about how many fucking things have, have happened since the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. We're only six weeks uh, now, excuse me, now Ooh. we're eight weeks in. Okay. We're eight weeks in. Child. Think about how much shit has went down. Oh, my God. The stock market in the last three days have plunged 3,000 points. <laughs> 3,000. We've wiped out pretty much everything. Any gains we had in this year, in 2020, we wiped out already. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a virus that we don't know where the fuck starts from. Right. Tokyo Olympics are about to be, like, they're deciding to cancel or I not. Know. We just had Mark Jacobs do a fashion show in an empty stadium and broadcast it and say, stay safe, people. This is This is what Fashion Week is doing. You see what I'm saying? Like... We're in a whole different world, and we're just in, in February. We still have Super Tuesday next week mm-hmm. where we're, I'm going to die because mm-hmm. 14 states are going to be happening. And so I said all that to say, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, don't even know, I don't even know where I was going. That's how bad it is. Yeah. I've lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, conservatives have a problem. I mean, that's normal. <laughs> you thought I was giving you a punchline. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So remember last week I came in here and I told you Trump is giving a openly gay man a big role in his um, cabinet. So uh, former Ambassador Richard Grinnell, he was getting the role of acting head of the NI, National Intelligence. But conservative people have a problem with that. Though he's openly gay, Mr. Uh, Grinnell, and he's had a long history of defending Trump. And also, therefore, uh, Michael Mike Pence and has no issues with conversion therapy, any of those things. Oh, the record has done little to assure the far right. And so they came after him. Uh, I believe Tony Perkins, which is the head of the Family Research Council, which is a group which once said Washington was under the control of gay witches. I, I'm not making this shit up. I'm giving mm, it to you like Yeah, that's facts. So uh-huh. That just makes sense. Gay witches. They slammed yeah. his appointment saying, <laughs> there is concern among our pro-family allies 
around the world that Ambassador Grinnell will engage in LGBT plus activism as acting director of the National Intelligence, a cabinet level position. An effort to impose the same redefinition of marriage upon other nations that was imposed upon Americans by an activist Supreme Court would be reminiscent of the cultural imperialism of the Obama administration. Now, before I head on, the man is acting director. He hasn't been Senate confirmed. He's a placeholder. How much drama do you think is going to happen? He's a right... How many gay Republicans are there? And you're upset that he is going to... Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, that's two. That's, there you go. That's two. You, can you name some more? Because I can... As, as you, you give me two, I can give you that five gay ones. The guy who did the... Um... Okay, I don't need you to really go down gay Republicans, but carry on. <laughs> who you... What was the straight pride parade? Oh, these people. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So Peter LaBarbera, president of Americans for the Truth About Homosexuality. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the truth? President of Americans oh, for the Truth About Homosexuality, which is an anti-gay hate group that claims the very existence of LGBTQ people threatens religious freedoms in the United States, denounced Grinnell's appointment, saying... As an open and proud homosexual, sure. Grinnell bills himself as an evangelical Christian. This only confuses the gospel and undermines true biblical Christianity. Whoop. So is that a new thing? Biblical Christianity? You know so it. you could be like Christianity or are you biblical Christianity? <laughs> is that what I need to put people, ask people now? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, I think that's ridiculous. what that means. Um, now for me, I can, I can agree with a lot of bitches. I can find a lot of things to, uh, reasons to criticize Grinnell and his appointment. Um, starting with the fact that he has zero experience with the intelligence community. <laughs> Let's start there. If you wanted to come out and say that was an issue, I'm right there with you. Um, this obviously makes him very, very, very vastly underqualified for the job. But it's interesting that you guys would rather attack his sexuality, not the threat of not the threat to national security that he actually proposes. This is. I mean, it's interesting anyways that, I mean, you just can't win. <laughs> I really don't know what to say. I feel like, gosh, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I'm not saying I agree with this person. Right. Because I definitely don't agree with them. And, I, and I'm honestly confused as to why they would support someone that vehemently denies and denounces and claws back any rights that they have given to your community. So I, I have a hard time in, in that. But as someone who is a, a part of my community, I, would, I hate to see them dragged down because they, they can't, they're not religious enough because they're gay. They're not biblical Christianity. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. They're not. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> they're not anything enough because right. they're gay like right. that just automatically disqualifies them so right. i just think that that's pretty Love. fucked up and it's interesting when they're like you know their hater in chief can put you know like bring this person in and yet they still you know disagree it's just it's oh, lord help me it's it's so crazy uh, a Michigan high school student wanted to write about her gay moms. 
And the teacher said no. no. Let me guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have, you, you already know what happened. So uh, Destiny McDermott, which is a junior at the High McCoy High School in Mon- Montrose, Michigan, um, has become a center of a media firestorm after her teacher denied her essay. Um, so the New York Post reported that the teacher, who remains unidentified at this time, assigned her to write an essay about a subject of which she has a passion. Hmm. So if you're passionate about your mothers, that sounds great. Well, uh, McDermott's mothers, which is Angela Ms., uh, McDermott Jackson and Chris Jackson, married when marriage equality became legal in 2015. The 17-year-old student selected the topic of same-sex marriage as the subject of her essay, only to have the instructor say the topic was too controversial and might offend her classmates. Undeterred, Destiny asked if she could first discuss the topic with her classmates. The teacher also refused to let her do so, prompting Destiny to pin a letter to the school administration instead. It offended me because I have two moms who are married, and I really thought it was inappropriate. McDermott's mother, Angela McDermott Jackson, who asked, who also works for the school district as a bus driver, also expressed outrage. These are our children, she said. We went through issues when we decided to be together, but these are our children. They don't need to be subject to it. School officials have for the moment stood by the instructor, pointing out that they also refused to let her students write about other subjects like animal cruelty. The teacher was thinking smaller, and kids were thinking bigger. Isn't that what you were supposed to do as a... I'm sorry. That's Aren't right. you supposed to inspire as a teacher? I think so. My bad. Anyway, Mount Rose Community School Superintendent Lyndon, uh, Lyndon Moore said in a statement, he also acknowledged that the teacher would need to be more clear when passing out assignments to her class. So... Somewhat more? ironically, her classmates, this whole fiasco, prompted her classmates to actually write essays defending her. Uh, perhaps proving that more disruptive to refuse to discuss some topics rather than to address them. That's some good for her, good on her right. for standing up and you know writing about something. I mean, like the, how beautiful, right? To write about something that inspires inspires you. Yep, and you're proud of. Absolutely love that. And then to have other students back her up right. um, is amazing to see and i think what's really fucking disappointing is this instructor but then two that they would go back and say the instruction should have been more clear like well, that's what? what the superintendent was saying right. as to cover their ass right but to say that it could not include the, that she wanted them to think more granular sexual instead of so big. orientation no, didn't say any of that animal cruelty was another example that they gave that that she would have denied if a student wanted bull to write fucking it. shit tell me what other students um essay was denied based on their topic right and then we can have a talk superintendent but i think to say that to go back and say that it's because of the topic should have been no lastly i want to talk about lesbians be careful out there there recently was a um an atlanta man has been found guilty of raping a woman he met on a daily train commute the woman who is a lesbian is in a long-time relationship and to befriend her the man terrence colligan 36 Pretended he was gay. This is what the world is coming to. Callaghan began began talking to the woman in August 2015 after encountering her at a transit station in West Atlanta. After gaining her trust, they swapped phone numbers. He maintained that he was gay during this period, and she believed their relationship was purely platonic. On the evening of September 6, 2015, the woman said she missed her last connecting bus from the station, her commute regularly involved two buses and a train ride. Callaghan offered to drive her one and a half miles to her home. He said he needed to stop off at his home first to pick up some marijuana. The woman accompanied him inside the house. She believed they were just going to smoke some marijuana. 
Inside, he violently attacked her. Mm-hmm. A statement released from the Fulton County District Attorney, Paul Howard Jr., gave details of the crime. He said Callaghan strangled the woman mm-hmm. and began to rape her. He told her that she, she fought or screamed, I will get my boys to come in and hold you down. She told police she could hear another male voice in the apartment and feared that he said what he said was true. She uh, eventually was able to escape the house. She ran three miles home, then took herself to Atlanta Medical Center for treatment and called the police. The victim accurately described the interior of the defendant's home, and her underwear was found in his hamper. He told police the sex had been consensual, but he was later arrested. During his trial, he denied being gay or bisexual. He was convicted of rape earlier this week and will be sentenced at a later date. Uh, The brutality and meanness of this attack is very disturbing, District Attorney Paul Howard Jr. said. It's fucked up. Ignorant. Imbecile. Like, what? That's so fucked up. I feel like people regularly, you know, just take advantage of other people's kindness. Like, you know, just to befriend someone and then do something like this, lie about who you are, and then I just, it's sick. I mean, and the acts that, ugh, God, fucking disgusting. Yeah. I'm... I'm, yeah, I mean, I guess it really just goes to show that, like, you can't trust anyone. Like, it just, that's so scary. I can't, I feel for um, this woman and man. Yeah, it it pisses me off, too, because obviously when this came out and this news broke, everybody was saying, what, what, what frustrates me is people weren't being consoling to the victim mm-hmm. what people were coming out and saying this is why people need to use the right bathrooms that that goes to their genitalia because this just opens the door for predators I'm right i'm like how that, do these two things right and that's my thing that frustrates me it's like we take a heinous crime and act from a stupid person and we try to magnify that to fit your narrative of what you want and there were so many comments talking about the, the North Carolina bill and why it should have been affected or put into effect, rather. And it's just like, what is wrong with us as people that we can't sit here and say what happened to this young woman is, a, a obviously a crime, B, humiliating because just being put in that situation of being powerless, um, not being able to have control of your own body, and you guys have the nerve to think about stupid other shit. I hope this man, again, sentencing is later. I hope he's, you know, rotting in jail kind of thing. Because I just think people who take advantage of trusting people. Like, for people in the community, they already are have a hard life nine times out of ten. Eight times out of ten. Because their family, whoever didn't accept them. So for them to find their own family, their own community, and for someone to kind of prey on that is fucking disgusting to me Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to tell you people get the fuck get get it together if if you're sick get some help see a Mm -hmm. therapist don't go and do stupid shit like this because now this woman is scarred for life and she has a partner so it's like you've ruined everything for her Mm -hmm. um not to end on a horrible note love simon is getting a spinoff do you did you watch love simon yeah it's gonna be called love victor a TV show though. It's or a movie. A movie. Oh, it's okay. a movie, um, but it is. It's going to be on Hulu because it was too racy for Disney Plus, because um, Disney Plus is really trying to be all about the family family programming, which I'm kind of annoyed by. And so it's going to Hulu because Hulu is where they put all their racy stuff. So 
Um, stay tuned for that. Mm. And with that being said, Miss Jacks, final thought. Yesterday, the House passed the bill in passed this bill in a four hundred and ten to four vote. <laughs> so wait, you said four hundred and ten to four. So that means, not to be funny, that's bipartisanship. Yes, it sounds like to me. That is. Okay. That is. Um, and this is called the Emmett Till oh, yeah. Anti-Lynching Act. Yeah. Um, it makes lynching a federal hate crime. Oh, and it was named after the 14-year-old Emmett Till, who was murdered in a racist attack in Mississippi in 1955. Um, this is long overdue. Um, since nearly 5,000 people, mostly African-Americans, were lynched between 1882 and 1968, mm-hmm. um, with states failing to punish perpetrators in 99% of the cases. Of course. Yeah. So now, after 120 years of failed efforts to criminalize lynching on the federal level, this bill would make lynching punishable by up to life in prison. A Thank fine. You. A fine? Both. Mm. Mm, I don't know about that fine. Well, um, but... We'll ask more of our of our um, Congress people, um, but this is the latest push that comes in the wake of racist and anti-immigrant attacks in Charlottesville and El Paso. Yep. And the bill's author says it sends a strong and clear message against bigotry. Um, it's now going to go to the Senate, which will vote on it as early as this month, as sorry as this week in honor of Black History Month. It's expected to pass, which. But- I mean, it can pass, but guess what happens? I'm, I'm sure if you remember um, Schoolhouse Rock, mm-hmm. I'm Just a Bill on I'm Capitol Bill. Hill. Yeah. Um, after it leaves the Senate, I do believe it has to go to someone's desk. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Oh. And speaking of Black History Month, mm-hmm. I watched him mm-hmm. do some sort of stupid-ass ceremony today, and it was a hot-ass mess. No. That's all I'm going to say. And I don't think that he will sign this bill. I mean, I hear you. I'm, I'm here for you. But let's see if it gets signed. Yeah. Tomorrow, he has until Saturday, so. We shall see. Um, I pray for it. That's really good, though. I yeah. want to know what that fine is, though. Yeah, me Maybe too. it's 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 jail time and a fine. I think there's more to be seen, more to be known for sure, but I also think it's great. This is some long, it's so long overdue. Girl. And the fact that we didn't see convictions out of the people who were persecuted for these crimes is unacceptable. And we need to do better, and so I'm glad that we're pushing to create the change that we wish to see and i hope that our senators and our president get in line with us on that and then i just wanted to say one other thing um that i saw because my mother-in-law actually sent this over to me and i just really love the way that um it, it sounds like it all kind of came together but i think this was this morning but someone tweeted um that elizabeth warren adopted cory booker's proposal to create a clemency board that will prioritize cases of older americans incarcerated for unduly long sentences and establish a presumption of release unless the board finds a danger to public safety elizabeth warren tweeted i'm grateful to court at cory booker we're leading on criminal justice reform and consistently highlighting this issue and thank you to I'm I'm guessing this is the Twitter handler like handle that like brought it to her attention, which is black women with an X in it for challenging me to join him. I ask you to continue holding me accountable. Mm. Read my full updated plan here. And so she got a plan for that. But I just love that she gave credit oh, to thank you, God. Oh. Cory Booker for leading the way on this policy and wanting to adopt it. And that. A constituent asked her her stance on this, asked her to be accountable, and 
she rose to the occasion. I have to give her credit when credit is due. I think that's one thing, as far as a unifier, that I've seen her do so far more than anyone else. She has reached out to Castro, and Castro is a surrogate for her. Right. The only other person that has received a previous surrogate is Bernie, and that was uh, Miss Marianne Williamson. She just came out in in Austin this past weekend. So she's been out there, and now she's gotten another person Mm -hmm. with Booker. Like, even though he's not endorsing her or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but the fact that she's picking and choosing. And that's what I thought, personally, whoever the Democratic nominee should be doing. is taking the best plans from all of the 22 fucking candidates. (laughs) Yeah. And put it, think about, think about if we got the best from Yang, which is that, you know, the, the poor people, whatever, pay tax, whatever you want to call it, where we get $1,000 a month, Mm -hmm. right? You take a little bit of that. You take a little bit of criminal justice reform. You take a little bit of immigration from Castro. You take a little bit of attorney general from Ms. Uh, Kamala Harris. You take a little bit more women's rights from uh, Gildebrand. Absolutely. I mean, you can take some war thoughts, maybe possibly from Tulsi, if she wants to talk about, you know, not doing any more wars. Maybe she has some good plans. I don't know because I haven't really looked, but I'm trying to be, you know, respectful to everyone in the in the in the race, right? You know, and I think she's the only one that's done that so far. Um, and it's not like they've not had chances. Like right. all of them have had the same opportunities. Because she was also the one, if I'm not mistaken, that took Homeboy's Green Deal. Remember the guy that you loved that that got that dropped out that was uh, had a green energy. He was all about uh, climate change. Like that was his main and only platform was mm-hmm. climate change. And I believe she adopted some of his pieces. Not Bennett. Not I know who you, you mean, know. Yeah, I know. I, I see his know face. His they all yeah, look alike. So mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. So it's it's interesting. I, there I, are so I, many candidates. <laughs> it's really hard to keep track of them all. Um, no, and, and I but do I like do, that. I do think, but but not only that, right? Like in taking this and and but then giving credit to right, this right, person, of course. right? Like I think that's the most important. important. But I then do. also too, like con- asking for constituents to continue to keep her accountable, right? Okay. Because that's what we want from a candidate is someone who's going to step up and say, "You you are challenging me on this fact. I hear you. I see you. Let's work together on this, right? right. Like I want to, I want to be." the politician that makes the most sense to every American. How do I represent each of you equally? How do I make sure that the issues that matter to you matter to me and my campaign and to your neighbor, Nancy? You know, it's like, I just, I appreciate that so much. And I think it's really humbling too for someone who's in this, who has this opportunity to actually listen to a constituent, hear what they want. And take action on it. it. Yeah. And understand, too, that, like, this wasn't my idea. I agree, though, that it's something I should have a stance on. Therefore, I am working with someone who came up with a great policy that uh, allowing me to adopt it in this way. And here's my plan. Like, hell fucking yes. So I just think I love to see a candidate that hears what we have to say what we're asking of them and shows up. So I hope I hope to see more of that from not only Elizabeth, but possibly other images. candidates too. Agreed. I love that. Brooklyn, final thoughts? Oh, well, since you did two, I'm going to do two too. Two. Okay. Well, the first one it's is... It's not a competition. I know it's not a competition. We are all family here. Um, the first one that I have is about Cardi B. Um, I love her for, you know, using her platform for good. Um, just in case you didn't know, I believe she has about 60 million Instagram followers. Yeah. 
So she took the uh, mantle on her Instagram Live, I believe it was like over the weekend after our session last week, to defend Zaya Wade. Um, the transgender daughter of retired basketball player Dwayne Wade, um, who I've been talking about and standing for at least for the last three weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she pretty much came out saying, you know, let people find their own happiness, yeah. especially kids. Let them feel comfortable. And this was kind of what I was talking about last week, but I just want to play a snippet of her and then I'll come back. I want to talk about Zaya. I want to talk about Zaya, right? Let's talk about Zaya. So, you know, a lot of people has been giving opinions about this little kid wanting to transition and everything. And I feel like a lot of people are forgetting that this is a 12-year-old kid. That before you say your opinions and everything, let's not forget that this is a kid. Let's not forget that this kid is could be very, very sensitive. So that's one. And let me tell you something, right? I feel like people, like people be, people are saying that this kid is too young to transition, but it's like, how, how old is too young? If you are born thinking that you are a, a, a girl in a boy's body, how old do you have to be to, to, to keep knowing that you, that, that that's who you, that you are, that's who you are. That's, that's your identity. If that's who you feel that you are, how uh, what is the age limit for you to know that that's what you want to be? I've seen a documentary before. Not really a documentary, but like a long 18-minute video on YouTube way before this Zaya situation about this five-year-old little girl that at five-year-old, she transitioned to be a girl, and she knew that that's what she wanted to be because... She knew that she did. She likes to wear dresses. She likes to play with Barbies. And if and if you're born like that, you're going to forever be like that. And whether the age the the age that you pick it to be, it's your choice. That's like that's like right. All right. There's certain things that I always wanted to do when I was younger, right? And I be and I and I started to do now. Now that I have money, I'd be like, wow, I wish I would have been learned how to do this. I wish I would have been on this and that. I would have been happy. What's the point of you being older and then transitioning and being like, damn, I should have been do this. I could have been found my happiness if I would have been do it. Let people find their happiness, especially kids. Let them feel comfortable doing what they want to be. And it is, and it's true. A lot of trends that that I know around me, like when I ask them, like, when did you knew that you wanted, you know, to change? And they said, I always, I always felt like I was a girl. I always felt like I was a girl. Like I was born like this. People are born like that. Like the Lady Gaga song, "I Was Born This Way." That shit is fucking real. So yeah. So with that being said, yes. I think. <laughs> I, I live for that. I love Lady her because... Lady Gaga. <laughs> Born this way, baby. I love her because of two things. She is just being... She's raw and authentic. So she's not this polished person coming out and being an ally. Let's be honest. Okay. Let's be honest. Okay, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> you um, but I love that she shares her kind of train of thought mm-hmm. without 
being and you know and I love that yeah, she took her genuine. time she took her time like Absolutely. she was at, you could see that she was making sure she's being thoughtful about how she was saying what word Absolutely. and what pronoun mm-hmm. and I think that's what we're asking for as allies mm-hmm. we talked about this all the time mm-hmm. whether it's a woman's ally a black ally show up is what we're calling for and what we're discussing is try if I see that you're showing Absolutely. effort when it comes to, for example, something that is my community, whether that be Latinx or black issues, I'm going to be like, okay, that bitch is trying. I, I remember an old quote that um, my grandma used to always say is like, when you see, you know, in your life, you're going to have people that come into your life that are a tree, that are pieces of a tree. Sometimes they're leaves, they're going to blow with the wind. Sometimes they're going to be branches. And those people you think are your friends, but when you give them real shit to hold, they're going to break. And then you have people that are roots. And what I'm looking for is bitches that are trying to be roots, okay? Because I don't need you to be a fair-weather friend when it gets stormy, you missing, or if I give some heavy shit to you and you break. So that's what we're looking for as allies, are people that are going to stand up when, let's be honest, this has nothing to do with Cardi B. Cardi B could enjoy her millions. Mm -hmm. She got her new house, Mm -hmm. her husband, her baby. Mm. She, she, She could be miling her motherfucking business. That's right. But that's what I'm talking about when I'm looking to you white women mainly privilege come That's on right. now um because people are going to listen to you before they listen to to you know a, a, a black woman obviously or even in this case latinx woman but luckily she has the platform of 60 million people and had thirty-five thousand people actually tuning in live with her i think is such a big um just a, a big thing, and I, because I know we kind of briefly talked about it last week, but there's been so much pushback from the male population in rap that I'm like, what the fuck? Leave the kid alone, like yeah. I said last week. But to see women coming out and just saying, look, let children, and I don't know why, maybe it's the motherly uh, intuition, uh, womanly intuition, whatever the case, from a woman's perspective, it seems to at least have a little bit more weight on it, and I feel like... Hopefully it, it, it did after this came out, some of the negativity stopped at yep. least. And that's what I'm looking for. It's like you can have your personal opinion. Fine. You don't fuck with trans. That's your business. You're gonna rot in hell because you're an evil person. Cool. Do you? However, don't be rude to this twelve year old child. And that's all that I was asking for. Um in the in this whole thing is like be respectful to kids. That's right. Yeah, I loved I love that. You know, she, as an ally, was saying, my trans friends. And I honestly believe that she has them. And I think that's the point that we're all trying to make is, like, as an ally, you know, if you're in entertainment in some capacity, you know all types of people. You do. So you probably have in your crew, right, or in your... Fan base, which I can imagine she has tons of fans. Right. Of all di- Absolutely. Yep. All across the board. Um, and I think in that capacity, it allows you to, like, appreciate and, you know, get this base understanding of human decency, truly. Right. And just wanting to show up just in the way that your fans show up for you or your crew shows up for you or whoever it is. So I think it's human just showing her human and i love that about her and i love how authentic she is like i just truly think that that is authentic but i think the fact that like you know i don't think she's saying like my 
trans friends in the sense like that, you know, white people will be like, oh, I have a black friend or, right. you know, something yeah. along those lines, using right. it in that capacity. Right. I, I believe her when she says it, when she says it. And I and I know that it's coming once again from a place of like authenticity in of, of trying to be an ally and someone right. who can support. So right. here for it. And lastly, before I leave, because it's our last episode of Black History Month. Um, I do want to give a shout out to one of my, my one of my um, queens, not the queen, but one of my queens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to play a simple thing to end us out on the day um, today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Derek. <laughs> thank you, Derek, and thank you to the staff, board, and community of the NAACP including all of you guys here in this room and everyone at home watching who's devoted their lives and efforts toward supporting people of color. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna try to keep this simple because um, tonight is not really about me because the purpose is bigger than me, right? You know? It's not bigger than us together, but it's bigger than me because my part is a very small part of the work that's being done in this world and the work that is yet to be done. I'm lucky I was able to start the Clara Lionel Foundation in 2012. And if there's anything that I've learned is that we can only fix this world together. We we can't do it divided. I cannot emphasize that enough. We can't let the desensitivity seep in. The if it's your problem, then it's not mine. It's a woman's problem. It's a black people problem. It's a poor people problem. I mean, how many of us in this room have colleagues and partners and friends from other races, sexes, religions? Show of hands. Well, then, you know, they want to break bread with you, right? They like you? Well, then, this is their problem, too. So when we're marching and protesting and posting about the Michael Brown Juniors and the Tatiana Jeffersons of the world, tell your friends to pull up. Like, I've heard this thing like at least five times. And every time, like right now, my goosebumps are popping up again. Tell your friends to pull up. That's all. That's That's it. it. And that's all that we, we sit here and I feel like We've all, we, you and I have said it in a million different ways, but that two minute and 30 seconds was so succinct uh-huh. and so to the point, it's not about your problem, trans problem, gay problem, lesbian problem, bisexual problem. It's everybody's fucking problem. Yep. Just like the man in 1600 Pennsylvania is everybody's problem. If you don't have healthcare, sure. I don't have healthcare. Like, right. that's how it is. Like, because guess what? At the end of the day, if you don't have healthcare, I'm paying for you anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's get you on healthcare, homegirl, and wherever she was that you saw on the goddamn documentary. Get mm-hmm. that bitch over here. Let's mm-hmm. get on some goddamn healthcare. Mm-hmm. Call it Trump care for all the fuck I care. You can call it Pence care. 
Indiana can. Whatever you want to call it, let's get you something. So at that way, we as a as a people, as a human race people, can work together and be better together. Yes. And with that being said, I want to thank you for tuning in because you could have been anywhere in the world. But hopefully you're not at home being in quarantine for some coronavirus. Okay? But if you have if you are and you got some thoughts on your mind and you need to tell us some things, you can always DM us on the Instagrams at unsolicited thoughts podcast. Or you can email us at unsolicited thoughts at iCloud.com. That's unsolicited thoughts at iCloud.com. I'm Brooklyn. And I'm Jax. Bye. Deuces. Yeah. Pull up. <laughs>